Welcome to the St. Michael Easter podcast series. My name is Chris Garada, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Easter is community, rediscovering one another. After being physically separated for more than a year, we are looking forward to the opportunity to reconnect and become even more the kind of community God intends. May the power of the resurrection strengthen us on this journey. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. A reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8. Jesus said, No one, after lighting a lamp, hides it under a jar, or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a lampstand, so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be disclosed, nor is anything secret that will not become known and come to light. Then pay attention to how you listen, for to those who have, more will be given. And from those who do not have, even what they seem to have will be taken away. Then his mother and his brothers came to him, but they could not reach him because of the crowd. And he was told, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. But he said to them, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. One day he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, Let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they put out, and while they were sailing, he fell asleep. A windstorm swept down on the lake, and the boat was filling with water, and they were in danger. They went to him and woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he woke up and rebuked the wind and the raging waves. They ceased, and there was calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? They were afraid and amazed and said to one another, Who then is this, that he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him? Here ends the reading. Recently, I was meeting with a young couple before their wedding. When asked why they wanted to marry each other, the groom commented that the bride was a godly woman. I asked what he meant by calling her a godly woman, and he responded that she put God first and him second, just like he puts God first and her second. They casually nodded as if that was the most normal thing to say, but I very quickly noted that it's unusual to have such a clear sense of discipleship. Now, I love weddings. I love officiating weddings. For many people, weddings represent something stressful and exhausting, but for me, I delight in the pressure of a wedding because the pressure felt to make sure things go well represents the care and attention paid to the moment. And most often, those of us supporting the wedding ceremony want very much to do whatever we can to make the experience a good one for the bride and groom and their families. Now, acknowledging that I love a wedding, that day is nowhere near as important as the marriage itself. Having officiated more than 200 weddings so far in my career, the most common pitfall I've experienced is when a couple focuses more on that day than what follows that day. Marriages are not about big public moments, but about small, intimate moments. Marriages create the anchor of families and family dynamics are at play in today's gospel reading. You see, in the first century, family was critically important. Having a well-connected family provided stability and security in a very uncertain world. Now, Jesus has become popular at this point in the Gospels, drawing crowds to him 
hearing him speak and teach. In today's lesson, the crowd is so large that his mother and brothers are unable to physically reach him. Now, naturally, Jesus' disciples wanted to help get his mother and brothers through the crowd to Jesus because, well, family comes first, right? But Jesus makes a radically unexpected statement. Rather than putting his family first, like what everyone would expect, Jesus redefines family with God at the center. Jesus said, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. I can only imagine the shock on the faces of his disciples. Jesus' words likely hit them like a gut punch of rudeness and disrespect. His mother deserved to be treated above all others. And yet, Jesus makes a very clear statement about what discipleship does and how discipleship should change us. This Easter season, we are moving toward reopening after the pandemic, and reopening sounds great. But reopening means reconnecting in ways that we haven't done in some time. Now, the distancing we've experienced, although hard, gives us an opportunity to reimagine how we form community. Today, we hear very clearly that Jesus understands Christian community as a new family. Perhaps we might say the family we choose. We all fall short of connecting the way God hopes, of loving one another the way God hopes. And yet, Jesus shows us the way as he always does. As we move back together, physically being together again, we are invited to consider how we can structure our lives and our relationships to keep God at the center of who we are and how we act. We will never be perfect, but we have a unique opportunity to reset our priorities and habits, and in doing so, move closer and closer as a community to representing God's glorious kingdom right now. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O God, whose blessed Son made himself known to his disciples in the breaking of the bread, open the eyes of our faith, that we may behold him in all his redeeming work, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.